Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm Michael Morey. And this week, we are here to talk about uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which is the fourth film in the legendary MonsterVerse. Um, and we are joined by a guest. Slade Oren is here. Slade, what's hey, up, man? what's going on? Woo. Not a whole lot. How are you? Good. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, Slade reached out to say he wanted to be on this episode, so here he is. I like Godzilla a lot. So. Yep. Well, and you also um, took on sort of an interesting challenge on yourself uh, to prepare for Godzilla vs. Kong, and you watched yes. every King Kong movie. Yes, I did. Hmm. So talk about that a little bit. How yeah. how did that go? Um, it was cool. I mean, I'd seen some of them right. before, but I hadn't seen most. I'd seen like two of them, I think. Yeah, I'd seen the most recent ones. So I'd seen the Peter Jackson one and Kong Skull Island before. So I was watching mm -hmm. all the old ones, basically. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was cool. It was fun. I mean, um, the original King Kong is ridiculously good. Like, it is impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, it is really old. And it looks amazing for how old it is. Um, like it's the the effects could have been done in the seventies, and this movie mm. was made in like the thirties. Yeah. So it it was it was really cool. Um, and the other ones aren't as good. Basically, they're kind of mostly bad. Mm -hmm. So what are the other ones? There's obviously the original Kong the original. versus Godzilla or whatever. Yeah, there's the original um, King mm -hmm. Kong from back in the day. Um, there's a sequel to that which isn't very good, and I I only watched like ten minutes of it. And then there's a the original um, King Kong versus Godzilla, the Toho production. So it's mm -hmm. more of a Godzilla movie. Movie's so bad. It's not good. It's <laughs> one of my like on my lower list of Godzilla movies. Yeah, mm. I'm not a fan. Though I think I should give it a second shot because there are some funny characters and stuff in it. But the Godzilla, I mean not the Godzilla, the King Kong like suit is really bad. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad. It's really bad. And then there is a movie um, called. King Kong Escapes, which mm. has um, King Kong fighting Mechanicong, which is the robo version of King Kong. Of course. That is, it's okay. The villain is awesome. He's like this mad scientist, and he like chews scenery. So that's pretty fun. Um, but the King Kong in that is almost worse than the other one. Oh, so, God. Yeah. But Mechanicong is sweet. He's got a cool design. Um, and then there's the 70s one with uh, Jeff Bridges yep. and Jessica Lange, and that mm -hmm. one is not very good. And there's a sequel to that one that isn't very good either, even worse. That's probably the worst out of all of them. Um, it's like King Kong has like a family, and it's just bad. Is and then, King Kong Lives? Yeah, King Kong Lives. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Peter Jackson one, which is okay. There's about an hour extra of stuff that doesn't matter. Yes. Um but it's all right. And then Kong School Island is terrible, but pretty entertaining. <laughs> I love that movie. I, I, there's, there's no good characters in it. Everyone is just like a plank of wood in that movie. <laughs> I really it's like not... uh, Samuel L. Jackson in that movie. Yeah, he's probably the best. Yeah. But he's so, such a caricature that you can't even That's relate fair. or like, yeah. yeah. I feel but, like John C. Riley's a character in that movie. Yes, he has like the, the, best be, the best arc. He's, he's the best part of that movie. I don't actually like him as an actor, but he's the best part of that movie. He has the most like heart and like um, connection and charisma. So yeah, yeah, and, and that's a character that could have been really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, mm -hmm, based, yeah. Based, based on the trailers, I thought he was going to be a lot worse than he was actually. Yeah. yeah. 
No, he uh, had actually had a lot of heart, and he wasn't just like stupid nonsense. Yeah, raving yeah. lunatic person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you didn't watch the Mighty Kong? I didn't. What is that? It is a 1998 American direct-to-video animated musical adaptation of the classic King Kong story. Huh. Whoa. I haven't even heard of that until right now. I remember the cover for it, actually, which okay. is bizarre. That sounds uh, bad. Yeah, sounds real bad. <laughs> <laughs> there is a varied history of, of King Kong movies, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that the uh, King Kong Escapes was another Toho production. Yes, it is Toho. Yep. The poster was supposed to be Frankenstein versus King Kong. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a, they. I think they actually did this though in a different movie. But the Frankenstein gets like gigantified, right? And he fights King Kong. Was the original pitch. Um, wow. So you had nonsense. The '60s era Toho Godzilla movies were. Yeah. <laughs> That's like right in line with all of them. Yeah, that does sound like it. Yeah. But they they couldn't get the rights to Frankenstein or something. I don't know what the what happened, but isn't yeah. it? What the like hell? public domain? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I don't know what happened. It just like didn't happen. I forget the, the backstory behind it, but um that they were always mm. doing some some crazy sci fi like ultra yeah style stuff at that time so yeah well and it's it's weird too like so and we'll start the godzilla connection here as well right so godzilla doesn't exist without kong um and what's that absolutely yeah he's definitely very um connected if you watch the original king kong and the original godzilla you can definitely see um some connections happening yeah Mm -hmm. for sure um and um you know, like, uh, is it Tsubiara, the guy who does the special effects for uh, Godzilla? Okay. Mm-hmm. First, those early to- Toho movies. Mm-hmm. He loved King Kong. Like, that was the reason why they did Godzilla in the first place. Is like, he came up with the idea of Godzilla and wanted they wanted to do stop motion. Mm-hmm. the the way they had originally done Kong, but then they found out how much work it took, and they were like, "Oh, we don't have this kind of time or money uh, to make this the way it is." Is it it is? So they adapted like the suit acting from Kabuki, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we got like the Godzilla thing. But then Ishiro Honda, who directed Godzilla, the 1954 one, goes and directs Godzilla versus Kong, and then King Kong escapes, and Subiara does the special effects. But it's like the worst looking car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Um, well, and then also, so in that original one, too, you have two different cuts of it. Um, so there's mm-hmm. the, the Japanese cut and then the American cut, which happened a lot to those early Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so we, we talked about Kong. Like Kong's the very like American kaiju, right? Like he's. Um, the iconography of him is like him on the Empire State Building, a very American, uh, uh, not monument, building, golly. Uh, and then you have like Godzilla over in Japan, and he's, I would say, arguably more famous than King Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Just because he's, he's had a longer franchise history, for sure. More uh, consistent, yeah. Yeah, more consistent. I would say he gets talked about more 
um, kind of in general. Yeah. Um, and there was there was a long stretch where there wasn't any Kong stuff, right? Like yeah. there was. It wasn't until two, I mean, I guess the Mighty Kong, um, but it, like any mainstream uh, King Kong stuff doesn't happen after the 19, what is it, 1980, whatever mm-hmm. one, the sequel, yeah, right. yeah. until 2005 with Peter Jackson's version. So Kong has like a long stretch where he's not having anything. Godzilla was consistently putting stuff out through the 90s. There was a, the American version, you know, um, but regardless these two are still the end-all be-all of like the kaiju right like as far as fan base goes as far as uh like recognition across the world everyone knows who king kong is and everyone knows who um uh godzilla uh, Godzilla is sorry gosh third podcast today (laughs) um and uh, because of that, everyone everyone likes to do what everyone does, which is go, what if they what if they fought, but in a good <laughs> version now. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that was the the inception of this whole monster verse idea. Um, you know, there's there's rights that still belong to Toho for Godzilla, and then they gave them to um, Legendary and Warner Brothers to make the 2014 Godzilla. And then they made uh, Skull Island, and then they made King of the Monsters, and then it led to King Kong versus Godzilla, and there was like some universe building MCU type, you know, BS that that happens yeah. along the way, yeah. um, post credit scenes and and all this stuff um, to kind of get them to a place where where they will fight. So that's where we pick up with Godzilla versus Kong. And uh, it's five years after the events of King of the Monsters. Uh, Ghidorah has been defeated by Godzilla. And uh, Godzilla just kind of attacks. Hmm. And we don't know why. And the guy from Friday Night Lights is like, why is this happening? And uh, then they convince... It's been a minute since I watched the movie. I'm going to be real honest. Uh, And it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. So yeah, the, um, the time doesn't really matter in terms of making sense of the plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Godzilla attacks. They're like, why is Godzilla attacking? He's been a protector this whole time. Like he like brought balance basically back with by defeating Ghidorah in the last movie we were in. Mm-hmm. And King Kong uh, is being held in a dome on Skull Island, being observed by Monarch, who's been sort of the through line uh, government organization who is in charge of tracking kaiju across the world. And they convince Rebecca Hall to let them use Kong to go through the hollow earth. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Not seeing any problems yet. Go, go. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, for what reason? To stop They're Godzilla? To find the power source. To find the power source? To power um, the ultimate weapon, to stop Godzilla. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so they have, like, a Godzilla killer, right, which is Mechagodzilla. Surprise, Mechagodzilla's in this. Mm-hmm. And so they use Kong to go through the Hollow Earth to find the power source, where we also learned that there is an entire Kong society in Maybe. the Hollow Earth. What? Maybe. We're... 
yeah, there but, it's heavily suggested that that there is an entire Kong society within the Hollow Earth, um, and that by doing this, Kong is actually assuming his rightful place on the throne as the king of the Hollow Earth, um, which is something. <laughs> <laughs> then they go and scan the energy source, so then they can go and power Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, because so power- you know, right? So because like when I go to the gas station, I can just scan the gas, and then it's inside my car and powers it. Yeah, well, they got a sample <laughs> of it. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little less stupid than that, but not much. <laughs> not much. No, not much. So, yeah, Mechagodzilla gets powered up, but not before Godzilla finds where they're storing Mechagodzilla in Tokyo. and no, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, sorry. Yeah. Um, and so Godzilla goes to stop them from activating Mechagodzilla, but then Kong, on his way to the Hollow Earth, had a confrontation with Godzilla, and so Kong wants round two, so that happens. Mm-hmm. Then they want round three, so that happens. Then Mechagodzilla gets activated. and Well, Mechagodzilla's been activated, but then the Ghidorah head that they used from King of the Monsters. Jeez, what a stupid movie. Maybe uh, maybe it's the Ghidorah head. They don't actually they, tell you. They don't tell you. But I think that's what happens. Yeah, it's implied sort of if you text late in the middle of you watching the movie going, hey, did they explain this? And have them go, no, not really, but this is what I thought happened. Um, yeah. Speaking from firsthand experience takes over Mechagodzilla and just tries to attack and kill Kong and Godzilla. And then they realize that the real Godzilla versus Kong was the friendship they made along the way. And <laughs> uh, they overcome Mechagodzilla. And then uh, Kong and Godzilla don't bro out necessarily, but they come to a mutual understanding that Godzilla whipped that ass and go their separate ways. Yeah, I have <laughs> um, on that. We can talk about it later, but so yeah, it was. It's a real dumb movie, guys. Yep. It's a real <laughs> dumb movie. Yep. Stipulated. It is. So here's the thing. One of the dumbest blockbusters I have ever seen is Kong Skull Island. Yep. And <laughs> this is dumber. <laughs> yes. And I Plot didn't wise, know that was possible. Yeah, the plot is nonsense uh, in this movie. Yeah. So what did you guys think of Godzilla vs. Kong? Slade, we'll, we'll start with you, man. Okay, so in preface, I love Godzilla. I've seen all of the 50s and 60s and 70s movies and like half of the 90s movies. And anyway, so I like Godzilla a lot. And I really liked this movie um, because it felt right in line with the Godzilla universe and all the past films. Um, the people involved obviously cared about the the franchise and um all of the nonsense and tropes and stuff that has happened in all the other godzilla movies so um i thought it was very faithful and it was just super fun and entertaining and the fights were sweet um so yeah i I don't you know it's exactly what as advertised and so thumbs up Uh, that's kind of my yeah mike uh so I'd say overall, I liked it. Um, it follows kind of the course of, I feel like most of these monster movies go, which is 
anytime the human's on screen or talking, it's about a zero out of 10. And then anytime the monsters fight, it's about a 10 out of 10. So that averages out to about like a five or six out of 10, um, depending on how much weight you put on the monster stuff being more important. Um, it was ludicrously stupid. Um, definitely maybe the stupidest out of all four of the movies, which is saying oh, something. Yeah, it's not, I, just, I don't think it's close. Yeah. Um, and it definitely, definitely, definitely follows the arc of most of the Godzilla movies where the first movie was fairly like a good movie and trying to take itself seriously. And then this one became totally farcical. Um, but in spite of that, it kind of also knows what it is and uh, it embraces it. It knows it's dumb. It was entertaining to watch. Uh, the visuals were pretty good. The fights were pretty decent. Definitely the most, uh, I'd say, memorable or well choreographed of the fights in any of these movies come from this movie. Uh, uh, at least several of them come from this movie, which is good. Um, and the characters didn't grate on me the way that maybe they grated on me during like King of the Monsters, where I kind of was getting annoyed throughout it. That being said, I feel like I liked probably the other ones more than this one this is probably my least favorite so it's kind of weird because some of the elements like if you break it down are better but i don't know if it added up to being better than some of the other movies in this uh legendary monster verse and i guess i'll just preface it with i also kind of maybe just like the more serious takes on godzilla like uh we've talked about this in a previous podcast mj but I enjoyed Shin Godzilla more than King of the Monsters, and yeah. I'm kind of just more on the side of using him more as allegory than um, as action fan service character. But it's that's a personal preference thing, so that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, there's sort of, and I know we talked about this, I think, on our King of the Monsters episode that. Um, Godzilla operates in two, and it's it's weird that we're focusing this on Godzilla because he's barely in the movie, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about Kong in a second. So Godzilla operates in sort of two modes. One is like allegory, social commentary, like a Shin Godzilla or a 1954, you know, Gojira type thing, which is about the A bomb or Fukushima, depending on which one you're talking about, hmm. um, or a, an action figure. Right. Just a just an action figure on screen. Um, those those are those are the two things he does. And so, I think as also um, Slade, uh, like you were mentioning, you're a big Godzilla fan. I'm a lifelong Godzilla fan. I grew up watching a uh, a tape that we recorded off of the Sci-Fi Channel of uh, the English dub of Godzilla versus Megalon, which is the one that has Jet Jaguar in it and is awesome. Um, it's a really that movie is like really formative to me <laughs> and um it, it like i watched it a lot <laughs> and uh so I've, I've always loved godzilla and i i like that he's sort of getting his due again because i feel like godzilla got written off for like a long time after the um roland emmerich one mm -hmm. and i didn't like that so I had to have mentioned this on a podcast. So the original, the, the, the 98 Godzilla is the first movie I remember being bad. It was mm. the first movie where like, as a child, I was like, Oh, this is a bad movie. Um, <laughs> and it sucked because I grew up loving Godzilla so much. And so it should have been catnip to me. Right? right. And then that happened. And I was like, what was that? <laughs> that wasn't Godzilla. <laughs> this is something completely different. 
and it sucks. And like, uh, I think it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And so people just kind of wrote Godzilla off based on that. And then something happened. I don't know if it was the one, two punch of the, is it Gareth Edwards? Mm-hmm, the first one. So, yeah, yeah. The, the Gareth, Gareth Edwards and then Toho did Shin Godzilla um, two years later. But something happened where like Godzilla became cool again. Mm-hmm. And I'm for it because I think also with Godzilla, there's a lot of cool characters like Mothra, like Mothra is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like cool enemies and, and, you know, um, sometimes allies like uh, Anguirus or whatever. And, there's just like cool monster concepts that I think could work really well in this modern era where CG can do anything. Like if you, if you have good CG, it can be really great. Right. And to see these characters like fully realized like that, like without having to be impeded by a suit, not that the suits are bad, um, uh, but to see them, you know, operate in a more animalistic way, I think can be really cool. So I'm glad that we got that. All that said, mm. Godzilla vs. Kong, I was very happy as a fan of, like, kaiju movies in general, as a Godzilla fan. Um, it feels like it feels like one of the mid to late period uh, Showa era Godzilla movies in that it's just kind of dumb as hell and it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like Jaguar could have showed up to help them fight Mechagodzilla at the yeah. end of this movie and um, it would not have felt out of place at all. <laughs> And it would have just made me happier. Like I would have, like I would have lost my mind if Judge Jaguar showed up. Yeah. Um, And so it's, it's that kind of movie. Right. And so there's not a lot going on with the plot. There's like some stupid, I don't know. There's like a podcaster guy whose wife died and he's sad or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. The conspiracy theorist podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. He's a conspiracy theorist. Something for Millie Bobby Brown to do. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. have any effect on anything until like the last scene. Yeah, yeah. Used primarily to go and drive along the mystery of Mecha Godzilla, so they can justify it not coming out of nowhere, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, it's Pretty basically much. it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, on the whole, good movie, but not really, but good movie. <laughs> um, As a perfect. Yeah, accurate. Uh there's a lot of problems with it though a, mm-hmm. a, like a like a lot um namely is that this movie was edited within an inch of its life yes like yes. it is barely a movie in some spots <laughs> yeah this, there's a lot of connective tissue and characters that were cut out or whose screen time is reduced. Obviously we have the Sarazawa character's son uh, who, you know, Sarazawa is the let them fight character played by Ken Watanabe in the first two of these Godzilla MonsterVerse movies. And then his son is kind of a bad guy, but they don't even dwell on the fact that he's his son at all. So why go and do that? And then, you have Lance Riddick showing up like at the end of the movie, who's like, you know, kind of a, kind of like a bigger name character. And it's like, why, what, like he has like one line. (laughs) What? Um, So there's a lot of that kind of stuff where, yeah, you can tell they hacked this movie to bits in the editing room. And I imagine it's because of the reception to King of the Monsters, because King of the Monsters, everyone complained, 
all right, too many characters talking, too many characters like cutting away, observing stuff during the action. All, all of them are annoying anyway. And so this movie has been trimmed down to being less than two hours, I think, right? All said yeah. and told. Yeah. And I think that that's evidence of there being a lot of editing going on with regards to the human side of things. Absolutely. It's crazy. I mean, and you got to look at like kind of production value. This movie was like pushed back at least twice. Yeah. More like three times. So Mm -hmm. it's like the fact that it even got released is like good, like surprising Mm -hmm. Uh, because uh, Skull Island and King of Monsters did so bad. Um, I feel like if they hadn't already greenlit this movie, uh, it wouldn't have got happened. Oh, no. There's no way. It's so expensive. So the fact that it even got made um, and then was released is kind of almost miraculous um, because it was it was did not look good. Um, And then you can tell. Yeah. And so I think part of that, you can see a lot of hands um, just really trimming this thing Mm -hmm. down as (laughs) like it. Some places it barely makes sense. Yeah. Um, and but the thing about that is you're absolutely right but i'm kind of okay with it in some ways like i'm kind of glad that it's less um yeah no no i agree i i don't think i would have been able to take this being a two and a half hour movie for example yeah not yeah not without another fight scene in the middle at least probably yeah. too like because it's all the stuff that feels like it got cut out feels like character stuff right yeah mm-hmm. um so it's 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 this weird thing where but also that like those like weird edits and like just big leaps in time are like the show and movies do that kind of a lot too. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Um so it feels like kind of tonally consistent with the the early show and movies like I was or the late period show and movies that I was referencing earlier but yeah like the, doesn't dude just not have a beard all of a sudden? <laughs> um trying to remember like, I know there was some jarring cuts yeah, yeah there's definitely some weird continuity going on with a lot yeah. of characters so like there's one because there's like there's like a there's like a nondescript white guy who because aaron taylor johnson didn't come back and like he just like i don't know that guy's name i don't really remember what he did in the movie he was just like a guy and he just looks like a guy like he looks like the default model for like a guy in like a in like a Fallout game or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> generic uh, NPC main character. Yeah, type, yeah, yeah. Character so creator. He's the one who like goes and convinces Rebecca Hall to like let them transport Kong, and like while they're on the boat, he like leaves and then comes back and he just doesn't have a beard anymore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, did he like go and like shave or something? Yeah, it, it, it was definitely like something weird going on with him. Yeah, he like had when they first meet him to recruit him to do the Hollow Earth thing. He mm-hmm. he does have a beard, and then yeah, yeah. he meets with Re- Rebecca Hall to like convince her to let them use Kong. I don't think he doesn't have a beard. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's how it that's went. The yeah. Biggest jarring cut in the movie. He's like, wait, oh, we're already here. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's also <laughs> like. Yeah, and like you don't show us, you don't show him like at least grab the razor or anything. So we're like, who the hell's this guy? We were just talking to the other. Oh, that's the same guy. Like, there's no like continuity that like this is something the character has done. You know, like you don't have to do like a shaving montage, but like (laughs) it'd be better off if you did. But you could just show him grab the razor or like, like there's a way to like show that this is gonna be the same guy when you see him without a beard. 
Right. Because he's not distinctive enough looking that you recognize him instantly as the same person. You know, we're we're talking about like, I don't know, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Okay. I probably like would know what the difference or that he's the same person or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Because he's like super famous. Right. right? Well known. Yeah. Like Samuel Jackson. Okay. Yeah. I could figure out the same dude. Yeah. It had been later in the movie where you kind of like had seen him more and like be able to recognize him more later on. I don't know. But yeah, that kind of stuff happens all throughout this movie. There's just some ridiculous transitions and like time mm. gaps and like jumping back and forth that like doesn't make any sense. Um, my favorite of these, well, this is kind of up with the stupid sci-fi, mm. which I kind of love because that those old Showa era Godzilla movies were, a lot of them were like sci-fi movies mashed with Godzilla, right? There's like aliens yeah. mm-hmm. taking over. Those aliens. Mechagodzilla to fight Godzilla so they could take over the earth and like all this nonsense. But my favorite of those weird skips is when they get the power from uh, Hollow Earth and like King Kong like puts his little axe thing from the Kong Society that is now defunct. Maybe <laughs> we need to talk about that. But and then the power happens and then like Godzilla notices it and re- like feels it through the Earth and decides to like atomic breath through the entire Earth <laughs> to the exact spot where they happen to be in Hollow Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and so now there's a giant hole in the middle of Hong Kong mm-hmm. that goes all the way down to Hollow Earth. And that's the hole they could come back up in order yeah. to <laughs> so King Kong and Godzilla can fight each other. Which, by the way, when they went to the Hollow Earth in the beginning of the movie, they go and like go through some warp tunnel yeah. or something. But then yeah. that doesn't happen doesn't when King happen. Kong goes and climbs yeah. up. Which, by the way, does anybody realize how fucking big? like the diameter not the diameter well yeah like the radius of the earth is yeah <laughs> like, yeah. like, like it, it's pretty big it would take a long time to go and climb up that thing <laughs> but anyway yeah. uh that, yeah i mean I'm, I'm fine with all this but that was the one thing i was like wait a second guy <laughs> i don't know about that yeah <laughs> yeah i did get a text from slade where he was like did you get to the part where godzilla blows a hole in the earth in the in the entire earth yeah uh-huh. uh, yeah. So uh by the way nondescript fallout for a white guy we're talking about is a scars guard it's alexander scars guard oh I, yeah, yeah yeah i didn't know that that's right yeah i've seen him in other movies too and he still doesn't register to me yep. yeah i didn't know he was yep I mean, oh yeah, no, that is just in the movie. Like. So, well, I can't. He he might be the only character that does things in the movie, True. but still doesn't do anything. Yeah, um, accurate. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so that's the Godzilla part of it all. On the Kong side, so Kong's you know dragged through the Hollow Earth and. They bring along Rebecca Hall and this little girl who has like a special connection to Kong, mm-hmm. who's deaf. She's deaf, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the bulk of the movie. Actually, is like this relationship that Kong has with the little girl and like Kong's journey to the Hollow Earth and finding the power hammer thing, axe, whatever that. The what? The near. Yeah, yeah. He finds cool. his Mjolnir and uh, <laughs> assumes his rightful spot on the throne of Hollow Earth. Like, and then fights Godzilla and then helps him fight Kong or Mecha Godzilla. And, like, that's that's his arc. And, like, 
that's super dumb, mm-hmm. but it's pretty good. So, yeah. I, okay, I think this is the part where we need to let our alliances, like, full on. I think I speak for all of us when I say, like, Team Godzilla, right? Yeah, but I think Slade's on Team Kong. I mean, I... I'm definitely well, like when if you they fought each other, it's obviously Godzilla. Like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Breath. Like, right. Like objectively speaking, yes. Like objectively, right. Yeah. And so yeah, so I as like, a fan of the character. Yeah. So character, character, and they made Godzilla like twenty times bigger in order to fight each other, which mm. you know, fair enough. But I think this what this movie does is it knows that fact. It knows that Godzilla is obviously better. You know, like yep. anybody that thinks about it for two seconds is like, well, there's no fight here. It's, he shoots lasers. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Right? And so it knows that. So what it does is it it really ma- tries to put you on team Team Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kong is the main character, right? He's the one that yeah. you feel for and has a lot of characterization and like um, sympathy and all that stuff. So it really put does a good job of making you root for him, um, which is impressive considering how like it doesn't do a lot of other things very well in that regard. Mm-hmm. But you really care about Kong. And by the end of it, I was like, I liked Kong a lot, you know, and I didn't want to see him get owned by Godzilla mm-hmm. you know? because the movie kind of pushes you in that direction. So I thought that was actually pretty good how they did that. Um, but I also think I wanted more Godzilla. That was one of the things that I've seen a lot of people say. Yeah. Is yeah. There's not nearly enough Godzilla in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there really just needed to be another scene of Godzilla destroying stuff yeah. um, or something. You know, Godzilla doing something cool because it's like ninety percent Kong in this movie. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that the underdog aspect uh, really helps Kong, flushes him out, makes you kind of instantly sympathetic to him. They do a good job making him emote with his eyes and all that kind of stuff. The CG work is pretty good around him, so all that kind of stuff wins you over to his side because I think even me, who uh, I definitely am team godzilla in this and i like him more as a character um i wanted to see more of him too i, I was definitely won over by kong by the end of it I, sp- I mean i still wanted godzilla to win and kick more ass but um yeah. you know i just think they understood what they were working with and like what the audience's expectations of how their fight should go and so i agree with you in that sense um and i think they do a good job preserving godzilla's force of nature aspect to him mm-hmm. you know i don't know if he would work quite well as being the sympathetic or empathetic character that kong kind of comes across as when it comes to dealing with humans uh i don't know if he can like you know wink or nod or give a plaintive smile or plea or something like right. that he's not a uh, no yeah. and, and so they preserve kind of that lizard-like reptilian brain mentality around godzilla which is good uh, so they probably found the best like way to thread that needle um, with those characters. But that being said, Team Godzilla and I want him to go and kick more ass and beat Mechagodzilla in his own. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so I, uh, I, I mean, I, I agree. I think Kong's the best part of the movie, probably. Um, mm-hmm. And his characterization is really good because, like, it's super dumb that he goes and gets a magic hammer and sits on a throne in the hollow earth. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was for it. Like I, like it happened and I was like, good for him. Like, yeah, and didn't, didn't question absolutely. it. 
And I thought it was actually a really neat way because, like, I was like, okay, hold the phone. The last movie was called King of the Monsters. That's all of them, including Kong. And, you know, Kong's other name is King Kong. So I was like, okay, there's going to be a battle for the throne here, right? Hmm. But then Kong goes and just, like, becomes the ruler of Hollow Earth. So he's just the king of Hollow Earth. But he's still King Kong. So it was, like, kind of neat to, like, it was, like, a really clever way that was, like, have your cake and eat it, too, that I kind of saw the seams of, but I kind of, like, appreciated that they found a way to give him, like, the king name without, like, trampling over the previous movie called King of the Monsters. Hmm. Um, and that, so the movie really shines with all the monster stuff. I think we're, we're all in agreement on that. Um, yeah. and so like Kong's really great. They give him sign language in this movie, which I think is a really neat thread to pursue. If they take the monster verse further, I would like, so I think this is my theory about why Kong is so good in this movie. Toho only gave the rights for Godzilla for four movies. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to go do their own thing with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. However, I think there's been like a couple hashtag campaigns and stuff. Like people really resonated with the monster stuff in this movie for the first time, maybe ever in the monster verse. Yeah. And people want more of both of these characters. So I don't know if that's going to sway Toho either way, but you can see uh, WB and legendary hedging their bets on this and characterizing Kong as like someone who can take, the monster verse forward by himself if need be. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. Like a lot of well, okay. The implications of like a Kong society are absurd. <laughs> like he goes to Hollow Earth and there's all these like buildings. And like, wait, why is there a door? There's a literal <laughs> door that he opens that has like his handprint on it. And like, so these Kongs made a building with doors <laughs> like a chair and like a throne and like an axe made out of Godzilla scales or whatever the heck that thing was made out of. And like, how, what? Like <laughs> they like battled Godzilla's in the past from the like hieroglyphics on the like walls and things. And there's just like all of these things that is just like nonsense. And I'm like, what is happening here? But I agree that it's kind of like seeding this like idea of like, hey, there's more here. You know, there's an uh, there's extra Kong stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like dropping breadcrumbs for you if you actually care about this mm-hmm. which is nonsense that. But I'm with you. I was super on board with it because I was like wanting Kong to be like, you know, happy and free and like all that stuff because I liked him. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely some breadcrumbs there for the future. Yeah. Um. And like, like you said, Mike, you already touched on it. Godzilla is really good in this too. I wish he would have done more, but the, the, there's a really consistent like lizard brain of, Mm -hmm. of Godzilla that I think is, uh, really good. So there's this, this interview I found, um, in research for a project that I did for school with the guy who wrote the, the nineties Gamera, uh, Gamera trilogy, Gamera, Mm -hmm. uh, Gamera (laughs) trilogy. And, uh, uh, he talks about how the guy in, when they were filming, I think the second one or third one, it's like right at the end. And the monster looks at the little girl who's been the protagonist the whole time. And the actor was like, the actor asked the director, like, what, a, what am I feeling when I look at her? 
And the director was like, nothing. You're a giant lizard. Like you don't, you don't emote, you know, like these are, these are creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I know that the line gets blurry with like primates and stuff because they're like pretty smart and they it's documented that they learn like they, they can use tools and they learn sign language and they have opposable thumbs and like they're, you know, um, so, but when it comes to like a lizard, like Godzilla, Hey, he doesn't care. Like that guy does not give a shit about anything. And mm-hmm. so it's nice that they were able to, uh, keep that in there. Like he's still probably smarter than a lizard should probably be, but also he's a giant lizard with nuclear breath. What are you going to do, man? Like, yeah. If you're going to accept one part of this, you got to accept the whole thing. And so, um, yeah, I think it's really good. And then it really shines in the fight scenes. And Mike, you already touched on that as well. Like the fight scenes between the two are like the best part of the movie. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're all very uh, distinct and creative, which is nice. Uh, you know, you have the ship battle at sea, which you kind of haven't seen before in one of these types of films because uh, it's more aquatic. And, you know, obviously suit fighting is not going to be conducive to a water battle. Uh, and so in general, that part is a little bit different than what we're used to. Um, you have a little bit more traditional fight when it gets back to Hong Kong. And I think they kind of miss an opportunity to not have the finale or at least a portion of the movie have a fight take place inside the hollow earth with all the gravity stuff that could have been done. Yeah. Uh, I think that was kind of a missed uh, call there where you could have had some Mario galaxy type, like jump in between different planes of gravity. Um, but anyway, you know, so the fights with in Hong Kong are interesting. They kind of have some different phases to them. There's this part where Godzilla gets on all four legs, which was kind of cool. Like he starts like kind of doing this alligator crocodile thing. Yeah. And uh, then he starts kicking Kong's ass. And then obviously the fight with Mecha Godzilla is different. And they're all a little bit visually distinctive, which is good. And you have one that takes place at sea, at sunset, and then the one that's taking place at night, neon glow of the city, and then another one's like at daybreak. And so they all have like their own visual cue, which is something that uh, the other legendary ones uh, kind of lacked, which is like distinguishing features, especially the Godzilla ones. Like King of the Monsters, pretty much every single fight takes place out in the darkness in a torrent of rain or snow. So they all kind of blend together in terms of the fights. But this one, I think they maintained a more distinct visual identity for each of the bouts. And so I think there's more effort put into that as well as like some of the way the characters move is a little bit more advanced than uh, how some of the other fights were in the other movies. There's it's kind of more of a choreography. Like there's some suplexing and all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, there's, I think a smart usage of like, you know, obviously you expect Godzilla to go and use lasers and stuff like that and win. And he does like, they don't hold back on that thankfully. Cause you'd be wondering like, why doesn't he just do this from the start if he didn't. Um, but like, then they show Kong being pretty agile, you know, agile and um, using the environment smartly and jumping between buildings and all that. So uh, the fights are definitely a highlight and they do a good job of addressing, I think, some of the criticism of King of the Monsters, which is that they cut away from the Oh, and also the uh, other Godzilla, the reboot, uh, where they cut away from the fights too much. They have too many character reaction shots, all that stuff. They don't uh, do that as much. They let these things kind of breathe and not cut away from the action. So uh, there's that's also appreciated. That being said, all those things are good. 
And if you're looking for one of those late Showa era Godzilla type movie feelings to be employed, then this succeeds in that. However, like the total feeling of groundedness, like, and like a human's perspective on these giant Titans fighting has been, I feel like almost completely lost by this movie. Like the camera is at like eye level of the monsters now, instead of kind of being on the ground where the humans are. And so some, I think the epic scale has been sort of lost. I feel like some of the fights are a little bit more weightless than uh, I would have liked. Yeah. But um, you know, that kind of goes with this going to more of a, my action figures are fighting each other type scale versus, you know, puny humans watching these godlike beings crash upon them. So uh, that's my only complaint with those fights, but that's my take on it. Yeah, I've heard that criticism of it. Like you lose some of the scale and I've heard people saying like you don't you don't feel the weight of it because they're moving so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, so normally you'd have kind of like a slow movement because they're so big and all this stuff. Right, lumbering. Impact that way. So I've, I've heard that criticism, and I definitely see where that's coming from. Um, I, I actually think it makes more sense for what this movie is, because the, the movie, like like I said, it's really King Kong is the main character. Kong is the main character, right? Mm-hmm. He, he like has an arc, and like you, you see what he's going through and all this yeah. stuff. You know, he like grows and like this whole thing. He goes on a journey. So he's because he's the main character, it kind of puts everything at his level, right? So it makes less sense than to shoot it how you would shoot kind of the other Godzilla movies have been from the ground, from the people's perspective. Um, right. That kind of thing. So it is really monster focused. And I think I'm kind of okay with that because of how everything else in the movie is. Um, yeah, it's definitely geared toward that. So yeah. it, it suits this type of movie. I agree. But I understand you do lose something um, when you kind of go that route. Yeah. I think um, all three Godzilla movies have actually had a really distinct style, and I like that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. the first one is very, like, grounded, like, you know, a lot of shots uh, on the ground looking up at Godzilla, giving him this huge scale. He looks super badass and intimidating. King of the Monsters goes, uh, it splits the difference. Like, it's kind yeah. of 50-50. And yeah. um, I think that overall has my favorite fight stuff in it, just because I like the variety of monsters that he fights in it. Um, Same. But, uh, and I think they're really cool. I think they're also, you know, I, I do think they're still distinct because they take place in distinct environments. Like one of them has like a bunch of flames on a volcano. Um, and it's all mm-hmm. like, red. like, I think they have a very distinct color palettes, um, yeah. and things like that. Anyway, um, but, and they feel weighty. There's like, that's the most weight I've felt from, uh, from these characters. And it was, it was, it felt really nice. Like it was is really well executed. This one, they are a little more weightless. Um, they are a little more action figure-y. I'm fine with it. Um, I think, you know, I think it just shows like the different ways that the, these characters can work. Um, and I think it shows that there's almost kind of not really a wrong way to do it because I liked all of them, like mm-hmm. to, to varying yeah. degrees. So I liked, uh, I really liked the fighting styles that we saw in this movie. Like Kong had a distinct defensive fighting style which he needed to have because he knew he was outmatched by the walking nuclear power plant so Mm -hmm. it was cool to see that he like assessed his opponent correctly and then like took steps to mitigate like you can see strategy in kong um maybe the way you don't in godzilla and so it was really nice to have that juxtaposition and feel like the people who wrote this movie took that into account like it felt like deliberate decisions were made to have Kong fight a certain way and to have Godzilla fight a certain way. And that's the important part at the end of the day 
with these movies is to have those characters feel the most distinct. Mm -hmm. And this movie does a really good job of that. Um, And I think it, it goes on to prove why this one kind of resonated with people more, even though there, I think most people agree that there are better movies in the monster verse, but people really dug this movie. I think part of it is it kind of hit, you know, towards the end of the pandemic and that's, that's not nothing like people Mm -hmm. are going to, and it's, it's a big movie that you can see in a theater um, that has like a ton of special effects and like cool visuals. And so like, you can go see it in IMAX and feel like you got your money's worth. And it feels special to return to the theater to something like that, you know, like this mm-hmm. is a movie designed for that experience. And so to have that hit right as like, everything's opening back up, I think earned it a lot of goodwill. I think it really did. Yeah. <laughs> really oh yeah. Did. Um, but there was also like a social media thing that happened where like people chose sides and it was really fun. Like you could, you you could talk shit to people about like how they were wrong for being on team Kong or team Godzilla. And everyone was just like, it was like a healthy fun competition and nobody's feelings got hurt. And like, it was cool. It was Mm -hmm. fun to participate in that. Like I got into it with people on Twitter, but like, not really, you know, like there was, it was, everyone was just like, Oh, this is nonsense. Anyway, we might as well, like might as well. And it was like, this is how you're supposed to argue on the internet over dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, you're definitely right about coming at the tail end of the pandemic and hoping, have, having things open up. And I think it's kind of a sign that we haven't had a, a lot of dumb things to argue about recently. Yeah. Um, as a society, I think people are more focused on other things to argue about. And, you know, I don't feel like, sports has had a, as big of an importance in our lives over the last year. So, you know, it was just nice to have something like a team or whatever to root for. Yeah. And then this kind of became the beneficiary of that. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, I think on its merits as a film, this is probably the worst out of some of the movies yeah. in the monster verse, but yeah. um, it was kind of what was needed. I mean, it also helps. They didn't have really any, competition i think that monster uh king of the monsters really suffered from maybe how some of the people reacted first of all to the first movie not having enough godzilla i do think there was some backlash related to that but Which is stupid I also think... he's all over that movie anyway this yeah. is a podcast about king of the monsters i love right. that movie yeah. i love that <laughs> yeah um but i also think that you know it was 2019 may of 2019 when king of the monsters came out what had just come out like a month prior in the game yeah you know and, and like that basically sucked almost all the air out of the blockbuster room. And there was, you know, more things than just that. Um, and so I think this one benefited from not having that issue, not being overshadowed by a Marvel or a, you know, some other superhero thing dominating. So, um, you know, it came at the right time, but, you know, it was also just really refreshing to not argue about serious stuff, you know, whether, whether rightly or wrongly we argue about this, I would argue that not, very much productively happens on the internet with regards to that. Um, so like you said, this is kind of what the internet was made for is dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. It felt like, it felt like when you would get into arguments on MySpace, like it right. like, was just the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're team Kong, you like, you hate me or whatever. Like, but it's all like tongue in cheek. I don't know. Right. I liked the tone that it had. Like yeah. it was, and it was light and it felt nice like it just felt 
fun to engage with people uh, on stuff like that. And like, yeah, well, I don't know. know. It's it like it's, really it's the proper use of, um, you know, using 180 characters to discuss yeah. something, which is like not very important things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, the point, right? That being said, who won? Right. Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Who won? And I Godzilla. have a, I have a hard I have a hot take on this, but oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. I mean, my take is Godzilla, but I'm interested to hear your take. Yeah. So um, Godzilla won, right? Yeah. Obviously, but um, like King Kong was still alive. Like obviously he won, and then he has to get resuscitated. So Godzilla won that fight. But at the end, after they um, kill or destroy, well, they don't really, but whatever that nonsense. Um, <laughs> Mecha Godzilla is destroyed, right? They're like gonna throw down again, right? So they stare back at each other, mm -hmm. and then I'm arguing that King Kong submits to Godzilla in the movie. I agree. That's mm -hmm. my argument, and I've argued with people about this. But he he drops his axe, right? Mm -hmm. And Godzilla's like, "All right," and then leaves. Right? Yeah. So he's like, "Okay, you know that's fine. You submitted, right?" So mm -hmm. it's actually, King Kong submitting to Godzilla. But like MJ was saying, you kind of like. It's kind of okay, even though because they're building up both these characters as being kings and like the best, and neither of them submit to each other. Both alphas and all this stuff, which mm -hmm. is kind of a cool, you know, like like a hyping up a boxing like price fight, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's done really well in the movie, and all the advertising did that really well. And yeah. there's something fun about, like you were saying, arguing about like two boxers fighting each other or like two monsters. Yeah. And so one of them loses, like King Kong loses, but he still gets to be kind of king of his own world and so that's kind of fun um but mm. i definitely think king kong lost um it's nice that i feel like there's a there's an actual conclusion because the original movie um people still argue over what actually happened um it kind <laughs> of ends ambiguously yeah and there's all these rumors of like the american version ending differently than the japanese version which is not true they do end the same um but king kong kind of wins the uh, original movie um so i think it's it's fun that it's kind of you know, playing with that a little bit also. But yeah. what, do you, what do you guys think? Do you think that's true? Um, well, I, I, I see uh, what you're saying with regards to, um, you know, it's, I think King Kong like submits in a way, in yeah. a way that like both of them um, acknowledge who's, who's rightfully the winner. But then again, honestly, if King Kong had had that ax and used it against Godzilla and, after their battle with Mechagodzilla, he probably could have won actually, but he just did something yeah. that was smart for the peace of everybody. Um, so, you know, I think that the movie finds a good way to resolve the conflict. And I mean, this is one of those few like so-and-so versus so-and-so movies. I feel like didn't leave people dissatisfied with the yeah. outcome of it. Like, I feel like so many of these movies are, people are always like, mm, that was kind of BS or something like that. But yeah. Oh, Batman one, Superman. They, yeah. That right. Kind of, that was kind of Batman Superman. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> um, you know, and you, I mean, I like Marvel, uh, Captain America: Civil War. In some ways, I mean, not some ways. In most ways, more than yeah. this by a lot. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. being said, I mean, you know, there's definitely some like everyone's holding back on some of the fight scenes, so you don't really see people go to town on each other until like the very end of it, um, by nature of the plot, and 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 them actually being friends with each other. But and this one, you know, I think that they found the right way to like leave everyone being like you know actually that was pretty reasonable and sensible <laughs> and and that's <laughs> pretty rare for that to happen in these kinds of movies yeah i also loved when they just screamed at each other 
Like, so <laughs> good. That was so good. I just, I just, they're just like two monsters just like yelling at each other. It's just like great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things I would point out that I think I liked more in King of the Monsters was that they use some of the uh, original like Godzilla themes and that sort of stuff more in that one. And, yeah. and this one, they, yeah. And, and like they had Junkie XL, who's like been scoring a lot of movies lately, score this one. And it wasn't as good as um the guy who did the most recent uh, king of the monsters whose name's escaping me right now bear, bear, uh, bear, bear McCree. McCree. yeah um bear mccree i think is underrated as a composer and should get more work yeah but, that's cool. uh, excellent yeah um that one i just think that's part of the reason why i think i might like king of the monsters more is i just think that like it had more of a identity in some ways in terms of the score uh, but it's a minor thing but it enhances like my ability to appreciate something yeah, yeah you know, I, I, I agree. And then to speak to the question, I think, yeah, uh, Kong absolutely submitted and uh, thus Godzilla won. But I think like the, the implication is it, it was cool. This is what I was talking about earlier. It was cool to see Kong get his like throne and become king while also still resolving it in a way that feels satisfying of like Godzilla still being king of the monsters. Mm-hmm um like it was it was like a compromise but it still had a clear winner i think you know i i feel like people thought that a winner meant one of them was gonna die but that's not Mm. how boxing works like it's not (laughs) it's not a gladiator fight like well i will say i do think that there was like a script leak a couple years ago and i think that in the script leak godzilla actually does die at the end so maybe that's where some people got the idea um and then i think maybe some reaction to that made them reverse course maybe the idea of hey we want to make more movies and more money also <laughs> played a role in that um but that i think they wisely avoided idea. doing that yeah okay. and how sweet was mecha godzilla though yeah yeah but, awesome. uh, yeah we haven't even touched on that yeah. but he was pretty cool like the moves that he pulled off were yeah. super dope he's like gotta be rockets. my favorite mechagonzilla like he mm-hmm. was sweet yeah he this is like what i've always wanted out of like american godzilla movies yeah. as far as like the monster stuff like it's so great to see you know and this is what i was saying earlier like it's so great to see these characters that i grew up loving and watching on like with the suits and i love the suits like i think the suits are super underrated and i think you know you know i I think there's for the most part like the king kong suit does suck but mm-hmm. i think people just write the suits off for no actual reason besides the fact that they look kind of cheesy today mm-hmm. um but i think there's like certain stuff you can do in the suits not that you can't do it in cgi but that's way harder to pull off because you have a person in the suit mm-hmm. um as far as characterization and goes so you have to really take that into account and uh, thankfully these movies have done it and um yeah Mechagodzilla, that fight at the end was so hype. Like it was, it was, I love that last half hour because it's like, okay, yeah, we blast the hole through the earth and then <laughs> Kong comes up. Round I can't two, get over it. yeah, round two, Kong wins. Round three, Godzilla wins. And then they have to team up against Mechagodzilla. Like, it was just like, this is perfect. Like, this is exactly like it, it, like you were talking about, Mike, like 
it doesn't compromise in a winner, but it also gives you the team up aspect and it works. It just, all that stuff works really well. And I think that's why people come out of it going like, that was really stupid. Good movie. Like, <laughs> because it yeah. ends on a really high note. And I think all the Godzilla movies have ended on a really high note actually in this monster verse. Yeah, they've all, uh, I think, nailed the third act, which is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Uh, yeah. They don't, they don't like genuinely blow their load until the end, which is good. Also, yeah. like, they they hold back until the right moment, and um, more movies could learn from that. Like some movies, you know, the Transformers movies, for example. I mean, with They're the exception of the first act. one, yeah, right. The exception of the first one, which actually kind of properly builds to a third act all of them like start with like possibly what could have been the finale of any other movie <laughs> and, yeah. and they, like have nowhere to go after that. And so um, this one definitely knows how to pace itself a little bit better. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will notice or note that <laughs> we've spent the majority of this time talking about Godzilla and Kong and approximately zero about the uh human characters they don't matter uh, at all yeah, yeah several matter. of which were returning from the previous one and yeah. still don't care so here's, yeah, here's the thing i i do want to touch on that a little bit i like weirdly liked the human stuff in this movie even though yeah. it was kind of bad yeah me too they i kind of get it the last one but, but last why don't you why don't you flush it out you know last Good. one they're irritating yeah. right it's stupid and this one they're just much more fine like like sure like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. existing and they didn't bug me you know so the little girl was cool i liked her you know and it was yeah. like fun i was yeah okay you can be here you know so much better than the last movie but they just they just don't matter you know they just don't matter yeah i i, I think too so i didn't know there was going to be a podcaster character and like <laughs> if, you, if you want me to hate your movie instantly <laughs> make someone a podcaster like no one gets it um like the i mean that kevin smith movie tusk has a podcaster main character but that movie kind of doesn't matter as far as that goes also kevin smith's a podcaster so it kind of makes sense but like they just like i feel like movies use podcaster as shorthand for like dumb young person yeah and it's just super lazy um i don't like it and also like podcaster isn't really like an identity like it's not like it's, that's yeah. not a person that's not like a what a person is like um yeah so well, I could just like use it as shorthand for like we're hip and relevant yeah like, how exactly do you fellow yeah, kids yeah it's a how do you do fellow kids moment like the the the, <laughs> the new halloween has like podcasters at the beginning and it was just the dumb it sucks like the, and i like that movie but it sucks at the beginning like i was so glad when those people got killed because <laughs> i was like <laughs> oh i do not have to deal with those characters the rest of the movie cool <laughs> like get them out of here so when i found out that he was a conspiracy pod co podcaster i was like oh no i was like How'd they find a character worse than Vera Farmiga in the first one or in the second one? Oof. And he was kind of my favorite human character. He like had a good little arc that was like kind of dumb, but sure. The whole movie's dumb. Like there was like, you know, they did Chekhov's flask and you know, he had this like memory of his wife and like they, he felt like a person, like he, he had more to do than just like 
scream at the internet about conspiracy. Like I thought he was going to be like on his phone the whole time documenting stuff, but he wasn't. He was like kind of just there with the, you know, New Zealand kid and Millie Bobby Brown and hanging out and, and uncovering this conspiracy. But they gave him more to do than to just like be the kind of crazy guy that takes pictures of everything to document it for real life and then lose the phone at the end of the movie or whatever. Yeah, I agree. He wasn't like as annoying as the characters in King of the Monsters generally. It, yeah. I think that he just, um, I think he played to the tone of this movie better. And I don't know if it's because the jokes hit more or just because this is a different type of movie, but um, he was definitely less offensive than them. I think I was also just expecting him to be Anthony Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he and he wasn't, and so that was nice. Yeah, he was just like a normal guy, even though he was kind of a conspiracy nut. He was still yeah. just kinda of like he had a a backstory and he responded normally to things. Yes. You know? Like he wasn't like, Oh, I was right this whole time. He was just like, What is this nonsense? you know? So he, he was he was relatable enough to not be obnoxious. And I think that's why most of the characters were like just relatable enough to not be obnoxious you know just yeah enough, just enough backstory just enough like history and a few jokes here and there and a few um like the dialogue isn't that bad you know um between characters so that really helps you um not like that speech that from the last one which is just Oof. like nonsense you know like yeah the, the vera farmiga speech oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Uh, that, but yeah. Not, there's nothing really like that in this movie where it's just like this nonsense it's all somewhat relatable and understandable and human um and that goes a long way to making it just fine yeah, yeah. and there's definitely no one-liner as bad as like one of the characters going oh my god and the other one being like zilla, zilla. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. yeah oh my god um so <laughs> yeah i love that movie but all the human characters are cringe as the kids say yes um I actually yeah. like that movie more, but I agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I also like that movie more. That's my yeah. favorite MonsterVerse movie. But yeah, so I do like I. It. Yeah, but I do think there's something to be said about how I I think there has to be some sort of way. Obviously, it must be extremely difficult because out of the 30, 40, or 50 of these kaiju-type movies uh, that Godzilla and King Kong have been in, they haven't really found the way to make it work yet. But there has to be some sort of way to make the humans more integral to the plot yet also less annoying yet also not step on the monster's toes i mean i don't know you yeah, know I, how I, you accomplish it but it, i like, mean shin godzilla does it right like that movie is yeah. nothing but people talking <laughs> right yeah the, the serious ones know how to do it because it forces because it makes the humans the main characters and yeah. the monster the antagonist but there has to be some sort of way to go and do it with the ones where like the monsters some of them are the good guys you know and Mm. they haven't found it yet with any of those types of movies like you know the godzilla is a good guy type movie i yeah. can't think of a single one where the humans are really that great still I think that only some of the some of the godzilla movies i think have done that um mm. to some extent. And i think it's really um when mothra's in it mm -hmm. um, mothra really the nature of her mythology and um how she works and like she has like these like tiny fairy like protectors or whatever um anyway but the nature of like how mothra intera interacts with humans um and then putting godzilla on top of it i think makes it more integral to the story um like mm -hmm. the, those are my uh, mothra is my favorite kaiju but um and 
I think that's why is because if you look at the original Godzilla versus Mothra versus Godzilla, um, that's like one of my favorite Godzilla movies. And that's because the human characters are actually interesting um, and they actually have something to do and they actually kind of affect the monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a good human villain in it um, that you can like hate. Um, and he gets his like come up. It's, you know, yeah. and so I think they can. It's not amazing, obviously, but but. I think they can do it. It's just difficult. Um, it's difficult to do. Because if you if you look at it, like the original, I'm not a fan of Godzilla 2014 or whatever. I don't really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first 20 minutes is good, and then Michael Cranston dies, and I, I mean Brian Cranston, sorry, Brian Cranston dies, and then I like don't care about that movie anymore until mm-hmm. Godzilla like atomic breaths down one of the Mudo's throats. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Um, but that movie just kind of dies for me. Um, and it was like it could have. I think it could have done that. It could have made yeah. human characters relevant, um, but it chooses not to for some reason. So, yeah, um, it's a tough balance, man. Um, yeah. Without trying to be just super serious, Shin Godzilla, um, Godzilla, mm-hmm. Force of Nature, um, kind of a movie. I, I think the only way you can do it is this is going to be weird. Uh, way to introduce this idea, but it's like the Iron Giant route, which is where it's yeah. like. The, the the monster which in that case was iron giant it like befriends a human and it's like more of a my yeah. pet dog is a monster like <laughs> type story in a way uh, but, but i understand that that might be difficult to do with godzilla because they never want to make like godzilla someone's pet you know or something like that that's well, kind of what gamera does yeah yeah it, right like the protector of children um mm-hmm. so you get a lot more of that in um gamera and some of the show era godzilla movies do that when godzilla just becomes a superhero yeah like like uh mj's formative godzilla versus megalon is just mm-hmm. Godzilla superhero basically yeah uh, and he's just kind of a you know shows up and fights guys and leaves yeah so. yeah well, and i think um another reference to transformers because i guess this is what my brain is on but i mean the first transformers movie actually kind of has like you know, some development of the robots and the main characters. And I the was main characters, bring that up too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they play like an integral role. I mean, there's, you know, too many of them. And, yeah. you know, they're, some of their subplots should be cut. But like the, the one between Sam, Witwicky, and, you know, Bumblebee, well, or, okay, maybe a better one to bring up is Bumblebee, the movie itself. But um, that, that's, that's the Iron Giant thing that you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, but... So in some ways, you know, you, there's, but there's also bad robots and bad monsters, you know, AKA bad monsters in that movie. And um, there are ways to pull it off. And I would like to see a Godzilla movie, have him be as a, a good force of nature type character, but, and also have the humans not be completely irrelevant and make me wish that I like skip four of their scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that being said, this one, they're mostly inoffensive. I think it's like maybe time for me to just recognize that they serve more as just exposition for the monsters who can't say anything (laughs) and get over myself, but I would like them to maybe nail it one time. Yeah. I think that's the difference too, between that and like a transformers movie. So like the beginning of Bumblebee, as much as I like that movie, Mm -hmm. I really wish it was all just on Cybertron. Like the, the, Because they can talk, they can you mm-hmm. can make them emote and speak, and it'd yeah. be fine. If they did an all Cybertron Transformers movie about the war for Cybertron, it would be dope as hell. And oh, yeah. I yeah. like 
that movie proved it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I th- that movie almost felt like it was a resume for that movie instead of like, <laughs> yeah, because um, that that opening scene is so cool. So good. And, uh, it, but in the movie, the rest of the movie is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like that movie. It's real fun. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's actually kind of slept on. Um, oh, yeah, I think so. I think it's really underrated. Yeah, it's yeah, man. I got to revisit that. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters. It's uh, really fun. It's OK. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, so all that said, I think they can't, yeah, these guys can't talk and like Kong has sign language now, which is great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you did a Kong society movie, you could have them communicate (laughs) in, in sign language. And I think that's kind of smart, but like, if he tries to talk sign language to Godzilla, Godzilla will just be like, uh, like you know he can't, <laughs> yeah, he can't yeah. respond like it right. means nothing to him so um yeah. there, i think with a kaiju movie like there does have to be kind of humans to bounce off of them in ways mm-hmm. um plus like there is sort of like the, the the roots of like the kaiju this is real inside baseball but like the roots of the kaiju are like about humanity's response to stuff like this um yeah. And I do think that like there's a uh never mind, I'm not gonna say that. Um that was a stupid point. Uh <clears throat> are we gonna be racist to monsters or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I was gonna say that that uh Fuck America, the Kong Society. No, I was gonna say that America hasn't been the victim of any attacks, so like maybe that is the difference between like why Japan gets it right and then I my brain went Pearl Harbor and nine eleven, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I do think there's like an interesting difference between, you know, how maybe we perceive these monsters versus how Japan perceives them. And that might be worth discussing some other time. Um, yeah, I think that's you know. what I was driving at is like, I think there's a, I think it's hard to just translate that across any culture, yeah. right? Like just, it's very, like Godzilla is so organically Japanese, right? And yeah. so yeah. moving that to any other context is an uphill battle for anyone um so yeah the the the, to make the a very long story short on on that is like i just feel like japan figured it out because it was kind of invented there like that formula Mm -hmm. um you know and king kong yes king kong is the original kaiju right but yeah you, you get the benefit of him being a primate who are a little more emotive as a creature um Mm -hmm they're like with Godzilla, they didn't have that as much. Um, and so they had the, the lizard part. So they figured that out because he's a creation from that. So anytime you're going to cross that, like bring that overseas to anywhere, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to, to figure out. And then also like, I was thinking about like the host, right? Like the host is a movie that's very grounded in its human characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, I mean, I feel like that, that movie finds a balance too, because that monster is all over that movie. It's in it kind mm-hmm. of a lot, but it's just kind of stalking around, like biting its time. There's not a lot of like big action set pieces except for the beginning and the end of that movie. So um, it, it acts as more of like a silent threat that's being hunted by yeah. the characters. So it's 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 almost it operates almost more like a different type of creature, like a like a. I don't know, like a wolf or like like the shark in Jaws, right? Yeah. Where it's like it's being hunted down by the humans at the center of the story. Right. 
that's really kind of the just juxtaposition we were talking about in the beginning. There's really two types of Godzilla movies, right? There's Godzilla movie Force of Nature monster, and there's Godzilla superhero, right? And mm-hmm. we kind of because both exist, we kind of want both of them, you know, in a movie. And it's just really yeah. hard to kind of mash those two things together. Yeah, like, we've had good versions of both of those, you know, and entertaining Godzilla as a superhero and just fighting monsters, and it's awesome. And then Godzilla g- good movies. You know, the original Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, of just like Godzilla's force of nature mm-hmm. um, as this thing. Um, and both work, but because there are both, we really want to see both together. And so trying yeah. to combine them um, so we can kind of have both is difficult. And so this movie tries to do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And King of the Monsters was, well, they're both more than like Godzilla as, you know, superhero fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, they're trying to keep that kind of ride the line of Godzilla still being a monster and still being a, a creature and an animal and um, this like behemoth of a thing. Um, so it's, it's just difficult. I think, and that's what we're trying to trying to get those two together is hard. Yeah. I mean, in some ways I think the 2014 Godzilla was maybe the worst fusion of the two in some ways. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's like clearly going for the, he's a force of nature and kind of bad, but then it kind of changes gears partway through in yeah. a way and becomes more about, well, the other monsters are worse though. And and so, um, yeah, it, I don't well, know it, if they balanced it the best. It, that movie is kind of void of the social commentary that makes the force of nature thing work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. Like the, the, the force of nature stuff is usually made in direct, uh, uh, in the direct light of so, like some sort of tragedy, that has happened in Japan, right? And so, right. Um, well, this is kind of important, you know, because there's a lot of like ecological messages. Yes. You know, um, where Godzilla represents, you know, um, the the Earth and like, you know, the negatives of whether it be radiation or pollution or X thing, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Godzilla 2014 is devoid of all of that. So there's no real reason for him to be the force of nature, which is why that stuff doesn't work as much. Like it's cool looking and it looks awesome. And like, I love the scale that he does, but there's no like thematic weight behind him being that outside of like people have never seen him before. So they're confused Mm -hmm. and that's it. And that's not enough to like hang the movie on. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky balance because I do think the audiences want both of those things. I mean, I think, you know, the snobbish people want him to kind of be a antagonist force of nature. And then, you know, I think your general audiences want him to be more like the, I saw this guy and, you know, these old movies beat up other monsters and I, I, yeah. I want that yeah. and, but modernized. And so, uh, competing between those two desires is, uh, difficult. Yeah. yeah Cause people that like, you know, like you, Mike, you like Godzilla as more, this more serious movies, right? You like, mm-hmm. sure original Godzilla and you oh, you appreciate that more right right um and other people like like Dallas my, my wife she she likes Godzilla as superhero you know mm-hmm. who Godzilla movies like is Godzilla fighting the bad guys yet you know that's like the question, yeah right? she likes Godzilla as superhero right you know, how do you you know please both of those fans with a movie you know it's difficult to do yeah but um you know I think this one probably found the best balance in a lot of ways so maybe they finally figured out what to do with it and, and you know speaking of all the human stuff i think that they found a good way to go and deal with some of it in, in terms of the sign language uh little girl like that yeah. they could avoid all the terrible dialogue by <laughs> not 
having it by just communicating <laughs> with the monster directly now yeah and and putting it in subtitles so yeah. <laughs> it was pretty clever there's like a lot of like smart thinking in this movie like where oh like obviously it's not a uh award-winning writing by any means but like dealing with the limitations and expectations and finding sometimes the best solution to that to deliver like a schlocky genre movie is also nothing to scoff at like there's yeah. a certain art to that as well and i think they found it yeah, yeah. And I, like with the editing we were talking about you know there's some like it's it's exactly what it needs to be you know mm -hmm. it's like no extra at all and threading that needle is difficult you know, yeah with things that make even though it makes no sense but you know like just enough information to continue the plot and tie everything yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, at the end, it's not going to be some uh, amazing award bait winner anyway. So just, you know, move the plot along, please. Yeah. Let's get going here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's there's no reason for this movie to be contemplative if it's going to be. They're gonna, <laughs> if you're going to call something Godzilla versus Kong. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's smashy, smashy. Yeah. I don't I don't want to leave the theater thinking about my life or like, yeah, human existence. Life. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um, I want to leave going, oh, man, Mechagodzilla was dope. And it does that. So good movie. Screw you, man. I, I want uh, it to go and discuss the finer politics of the geopolitical situation in I East will, Asia. I mean, sure. But, like, the, it had to be a much different movie. I think I think you could have made this movie that way, but you would need a completely different script. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm joking. <laughs> like because he does work in both those contexts so um yeah, yeah i uh I, I don't know good movie not really mm -hmm. good movie like we said earlier. <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun it's a fun yeah. time yeah. yeah i recommend yeah. it yeah and especially if you're like getting out back to the theater and you can see it in imax i would highly suggest that i haven't yeah. seen it yet yet in the theater i watched it on atrio max but uh it was sweet in imax yeah. it was yeah. it was super cool in imax so yeah, I'm sure. It's still my birthday's on Wednesday. I might go see it on IMAX on Wednesday. You should go see it. It's worth it. Like it looks great. Like yeah. this, all the effects are really good. Yeah. Um, Kristen hasn't seen it yet, so Oh yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. She'll be sad there's no Mothra in it. Mm. Mothra's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen's too. Kristen Kristen just says she is Mothra. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Does she have a larval stage? Yeah, apparently. Does she have like little twins that she pulls out of her back pocket and like discuss things? Scully and Brody. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh. Yeah, she like asked me for this is uh, we can wrap up soon, but she like asked me for birthday gift ideas, and I sent her uh, Slade. Have you seen the Mondo um, Mothra zip up hoodie that they have? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So I sent that to her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not buying that." She was like. I would be too jealous. She was like, you, she was like, you would never wear it because I would be never not wearing it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I love uh, yeah, Mothra's great. This movie did need more Mothra. It did. They should do a, another Mothra, like a sequel or something. Yeah. By the way, since I mentioned that I would have been hype out of my mind if Jet Jaguar would have just shown up and split the yeah. difference between Kong and Godzilla, I would, I legit would have like, I probably would have stopped the movie, driven to the theater, and gone to see it in the theater, even though I had just sat through two hours of it already. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else? 
No, I think we pretty much thoroughly examined this to a greater degree than I thought possible. Same. Good, because I got to drive <laughs> somewhere and I have to be there in three minutes and it is not three minutes away. Uh, <laughs> well, just go and shoot a hole through the hollow earth and... Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fast travel unlocked. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, last thing I have to say. I would... I do think it would be kind of neat to see like a like a planet a hollow planet of the apes mm. oh, yeah. yeah just with like them hanging out doing sign language at each other like like mm. the third like the third movie was kind of yeah yeah, yeah. In, the, in the new trilogy yeah yeah, yeah. No, that'd be interesting actually yeah we get yeah. to watch uh, the kong society and see king kong you know his uh cousin donkey kong <laughs> cranky kong <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Kong, candy kong. kong the Kongverse. yeah lanky kong chunky kong <laughs> uh, i love donkey kong anyway, <laughs> i like monsters though yeah that's fair all right uh thank you guys for listening um we'll be back soonish there's there's more stuff we have options now so we just need to sit down and talk about them. Um, and th- I just, f- there's more stuff like widely available, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, so we'll, we'll figure out a schedule and get you guys more stuff. I am moving to Colorado at the beginning of July. So it'll take me probably a couple weeks to get settled there. Um, but you should see more consistent releases, I think, from us uh, going forward. Um pretty soon so yeah uh thank you guys for hanging with us through a kind of weird year (laughs) um we're on spotify now that's the biggest piece of news i have to announce so if you like to listen to your podcast on spotify you can find us there now um real perspective so uh yeah um that's it thank you guys we'll talk to you next time and remember we're the kaiju we're the we're the kaiju guys (laughs) 